captain and not long to wait for the All Blacks to be in town. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We hope you're enjoying all the extra material from the Women's Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. But for now, we're going to concentrate on events closer to home. We'll hear from the Indigo Premiership. We'll also hear at length from New Wales captain Justin Tipperick. But first, some updates from Wales coach Wayne Pivak, starting with the reasons behind that captaincy choice. One, he's a very senior player. Uh, he's captained the side before uh, when we first took over against the Barbarians. Did a very good job that particular couple of weeks. We think that he will command a starting position, clearly, and he's got the respect of all the players in the squad, from the most senior player down to the most junior player. So look, he ticks a lot of boxes. We also look at the ability to communicate with referees and an influence that you may or may not be able to have on a game, and we, we think that he ticks the boxes that we're looking to be ticked. He's obviously, goes without saying, a different seven to the others. We've seen that over, over the years. Does that change? How are you trying to play? Justin can play in all three back row positions. So we've got multiple options with the group we've got. Clearly when it comes to selection, we're already talking around the likely selection or possible selection for New Zealand and Justin will be in the mix somewhere. Personally for him, it's been a tough year and a bit from that injury against Japan. Yeah, look, he's done... Like a number of players, unfortunately, have had uh, some serious injuries in the last sort of 18 months. And he's done exceptionally well to work hard to get back to this level of the game in a short space of time once being cleared to play. So, look, I, you know, I just admire those players that go through those dark times, as you, as you rightly mentioned. And, um, you know, when they come out the other side, they're generally a lot stronger for it. Uh, you know, he's in a way fortunate that it's at a stage in his career where he understands and knows that these things can happen. He's probably had a few injuries before, but that one was a particularly nasty one. And yeah, just pleased to have him back available for Wales. Tolupe Faletau, how is he at the moment? Yeah, so Tolupe, Lee Halfpenny, Alex Cuthbert, Gareth Anscombe, correct me if I've left somebody out, but those guys are all in rehab at the moment. They're all improving. All of them at this stage will be in consideration for the All Blacks. That's the plan, uh, and hopefully we'll have them all up and running the latest Monday. They're all in the same boat. Two extra, I, I was going to mention George, George North Adams and George, George North. North. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they're all in the same boat. So they're all progressing. Gareth will be up and running today, and the others hopefully by the end of the week, and then uh, ready to go in full training next week. That's certainly what the medical team are working towards. It just means that this week... We may have to bring in a few extra players when we get into our serious work and we'll just have to work our way through that because obviously clubs are playing as well. Wait, is, is it sort of an occupational hazard, injuries, the way the game is gone and is going, that you almost have to be prepared for it really? Well, we do and that's why in the last three years we, we've had a look at about 20, 25 players and given them opportunities either on the pitch for Wales or in these camp environments and what we have to do, and one of the things from past World Cups, is learn and make sure that we've got as much depth as we can possibly have. So we've done that over the last three years, and now it's trying to settle on the squad, but the injuries do impact, and we just have to work with some of these other players who are going to get valuable experience, you know, 10, 11 months out from the World Cup. It is a little bit frustrating, but, you know, everybody goes through it. We just seem to um, probably have a few, and behind the scenes, I'm pretty keen to see what the numbers are in other nations because um, we do have a, a 
fairly extensive list. Are you more comfortable now with that depth than maybe you were when you first came? Yeah, certainly we know a lot more about a lot of players. You know, people like Christians that we've had in the environment before. He's done well in two test matches coming off the bench in cameos. He's then gone and built on that for his club. And so we know a lot more about him and getting them in the, him in the camp again. It's just great to see the development and the evolving of these players. You know, a guy like Sam Costello, who's only a young man, hasn't played a test match, but he's been in this environment a couple of times before. and So he's hit the ground running today, and a lot of these young guys are making a lot of progress, which is great. And it bodes well for not only the World Cup, hopefully we get a great pool of players without too many injuries for the World Cup. And then, you know, looking through to 2027, there's some, a core of young guys there to take the team forward, which is really important in your World Cup cycles. You mentioned the regions have obviously got a game this weekend, so... Where can you go to get winners? Yeah, in the past we've used the 20s. Six nations, that's easy enough to do because they're in camp here with us and we just grab half a dozen players. We're having discussions after training today with, with the regional coaches to see what we can grab. But look, we will get numbers. If it means you have to come and put your boots on, <laughs> we will have numbers. Our management have filled in plenty of times in the past. It's, it's not ideal, but it happens quite a bit. And you know, when you get to South Africa with 33 players, quite often you know, you'll get a trainer one of the SNC boys to jump on a wing but um, yeah we'll, we'll definitely get the numbers but um, some of the names might not be that recognisable And just on the back row sort of dynamic with Justin being captain with uh, Tommy Raffle and Jack Morgan do you also see them as being out and out sevens or can they move around as well? In the case of Jack and Tips when he was playing for his club and coming back they're playing together that's happened before. Tommy Rafael has, has been playing seven, playing very, very well, played well in South Africa. So for us, it's just looking at the balance, looking at the opposition, which is a different opposition from South Africa, obviously. They play it with a lot more speed. There's a lot more ball movement. So the combinations we're looking for will be selected on the basis of who we're playing in this particular game. Christians are there as well. Obviously, did get him in the summer, didn't get him in the Six Nations, as you might have liked. What's his plan now for the next 12 months in terms of his integration? Yeah, well, I was down in Exeter last week and, and, you know, we have a lot of dialogue with the English coaches that, that are coaching our players. And, look, he's making great progress at club level. They've got a very good setup there, a very good coaching team, and he's learning a lot, and you can see that in his game. He's a lot more confident than when he first came in here, even though he's a confident boy anyway. He's really maturing and, and developing nicely, so he's going to be a big player for the future, definitely. And New Zealand have got a few disruptions as well, so similar boats in a way, is it? Oh, look, I think, obviously, it's not nice to hear of anyone having a family member pass away, but I think, no, most rugby families, uh, they would want them to get back in and get back straight back into uh, what they do. And I'd be very surprised if the Barretts weren't involved uh, on this tour. And, you know, ear infections, I wouldn't want to be flying with an ear infection either. So those guys will probably, I would imagine, miss Japan and, and be here. That's what I would have thought. And the All Blacks will certainly be a stiff challenge for new captain Justin Tipperick. So, what are his feelings about taking on the leadership role? Yeah, lucky enough to do it before in uh, the Barbers game with Wayne. It's one of those things, I guess, when you're lucky enough to uh, have your first cap for Wales. Um, and obviously to lead such a great bunch of boys out is obviously never, I don't know, tip the hat, I guess. Is it more special and uh, do you appreciate it more given what you've been through in the last year from that injury against Japan? Uh, 100%, yeah, of course it does. Not just even being captain, I just think probably take for granted um, as rugby players 
what we get to do every day. And when you're a kid, you, you look up to wanting to be a rugby player. And then when you get there, you probably take your, your eye off it a bit and realise uh, what you're doing. And unfortunately, when you have these uh, breaks that are part of the game with injuries, you look back and yeah, to, you've got to appreciate more, um, especially probably when you haven't got too many of those days left. Wayne's just put the pressure on because he said Justin's probably nailed on for uh, his space. That's why he's turned to you. But looking at the depth in the back row, being on the sidelines, I know you obviously want your place back, but does that give encouragement? You know, the likes of Tommy Raffles come in, Jacks come on. Uh, how, how do you view the competition there, which you've always had? Yeah, like, like it goes back to from the start, basically, blinking uh, 12 years ago when it first all happened. It was, it's crazy back row then, and it's always been such a position where there's so much strength with whoever plays there. We does an amazing job, so we're there. We we try to help each other as much as we can from the start of when it happened to now, um, making sure whoever's in that back row, whoever's the three or with whoever's on the bench, come on and work well together in whatever position we're going in. It's become a pressure on players now, given that you we probably have to play in a few positions to get into a World Cup squad? I think it's probably more the way rugby's played now, as in you can't just have one good skill anymore. It's more like you get found out if you have a weakness. Rugby these days, you've got to be able to do everything, whether it's line out, to pass, to tackle, to everything. And I think as a back rower, you're involved in all them, so you've got to try and be able to, to get as many strengths as possible, really, to fit in any team, no even a squad. Describe yourself as a captain. Oh, I've always been lucky enough to be captain of the Ospreys for a number of years now as well. I don't know, I, I won't say I'm not much of a talker, probably as you guys know um, anyway. No, I try to just lead by example, I guess, or just say the right things at the right time. Like you say, after that break, I just want to make sure we enjoy it as well. And yeah, you've got to make sure that we're performing and winning as well. And. You're coaching outside of what's in your own career, so that sort of rounded rugby approach, does that help you now in this role, apart from just being a player? Uh, yeah, probably, I think so, yeah. It's, um, it's one thing I did really enjoy as well, was the, the coaching side of it, and you kind of probably see it at a, as a probably different point of view. Probably appreciate more uh, what coaches do as well, and when they talk, make sure you listen a bit more than, than messing around. Um, but yeah, it, I think it probably helps and understands uh, a bit more about the game. Dealing with referees, you have a slightly different approach to Dan, maybe? Um, yeah, just, I don't know, uh, every ref's different as well, so I think probably knowing what the ref's going to be like and uh, seeing what they've done in previous games, um, you probably a bit like what you do with opposition, really, is it's going to be the same with refs. You know, if you talk too much to one, you could get them on the wrong side, and if you talk too little, then you may not get involved with you. So. It's understanding where the ref likes and most importantly probably show them a bit of respect as well because it's a tough job that they do and um, yeah, I wouldn't like to be in the middle of having uh, 30 boys shouting at you all game. Did you have quite a lot of your play coming back in after your lengthy injury and then of course the captaincy thrown in on top of that? Oh, I was lucky enough obviously to be back pre-season with the Ospreys so um, I was up and running there. From the start with pre-season, managed to get a good bit of fitness under your belt and uh, feel a lot better. <laughs> no, I haven't missed how tough they are. But no, and then obviously just picking up a, a bump after the first couple of games wasn't ideal because it would have been nice to have a good run of games. But no, it's, it's a silly old game we play and it's not always perfect. How tough were those you were out again? Yeah, obviously I'm not going to stay here and say it was easy or really hard because so many players have so many injuries in our game. It's, 
it's one of those things. Luckily enough, I've got a good family and friends around me. And yeah, it was one of them. And I always knew I wanted to, to kind of get back to on the field. And to be fair, the medical team and uh, the SNC that we have worked with at the Ospreys were amazing. So any uh, low days you had, they, they would be there to pick you up. Or if there's any little niggles, they would be there to sort it out. So i um, kind of always had that aim to get back on the pitch. And even uh, you, you're not the youngest and a few people are questioning whether you're going to carry on or not. But it was always one of those things, like you say, you probably have a bit of time and you appreciate whether it's just one game you get back for or if it's a couple of years that you just make the most of, of what you've got, really. Were there many bumps in the road on the way back? Yeah, it was a couple. Yeah, it was, it was a couple. But part of a rugby career, really, you have bumps in the road all the way through your career. So... It's one of them where you probably have to toughen yourself up a bit. You mentioned in the video that the WI club, you were a bit surprised by the call. Why did that come as a bit of a shock to you? I'm always shocked when you get called up for Wales, whether it's first to last, really. You never take for granted, no matter what. Um, I think you ever take if you know, you take your eye off the ball. Um, when you play in club rugby, then yeah, you, you're just not going to do the right job. With the players that we got on this squad, you don't hardly do anything as captain, to be fair. The senior boys that we got in here, the experience that's around there, literally sometimes you don't even speak because they do so much speaking, they talk so much sense, and it is literally down to match day where, and half the time you talk to the playmakers anyway, what they want to do. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. There's plenty of experience in that Wales side, and talking of experience, few fit that description better in the Indigo Group Premiership than Aberavon outside half Alan Thomas, who includes the Scarlet's Dragons, Gloucester and London Welsh among his former clubs. The Wizards made it six from six with their victory over Bridge End, and Rob Cole was there to find out more. Thoughts must now be starting to go towards maybe can you do a double, can you go all the way unbeaten, because this is a well-old machine now. Yeah, no, we're playing well, but we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. It's uh, still in October. No trophies handed out before Christmas. No, we're just enjoying our rugby at the moment, and we are playing some good stuff at the moment. Boys are playing off each other, and boys are enjoying it as well, you know, so uh, we've got a lot of belief there. And, um, yeah, we've just got to take it game by game. Good structure, good patience, nobody getting flustered when you were down. Yeah, definitely. Like, first half, we were snatching of things, and things weren't coming off, perhaps, and pretend we were playing well and um, making it hard for us, you know, and... Uh, but like I say, it was important there was a couple of tries before half-time. They could settle, settle us a little bit then, come up second half and um, yeah, put some really good stuff together, especially at the end, they with some, yeah. some really nice tries. So uh, yeah, everyone's going home happy, yeah. Yeah, well you took the steam out of them in the first half and uh, you had to suck a bit up, didn't you? Definitely, yeah, always tough down here and um, generally really good and dogged side and stay in games very well and we've had some tough battles down here, you know, so yeah, it was, it was good to, like I said, take the steam out of them and then... Um, Clinical and really clinical second yes. half. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's nice when you've got a bit of ball and you've got you well ahead, but you put some great tries in the end. Yeah, really good. Yeah, we're sort of training type of tries. You know, we try to play a certain brand of rugby, and um, you know, it's at the moment going well. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's, uh, some good stuff at the end. There, and things nice to see things stick in and um, putting some points in the board. Yeah. Uh, losing in the final last year. Did that sort of drive you on to want to come back for another another season to have another go to see if you can do it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Personally, or oh, personally, yeah. Yeah, no, personally, yeah. No, the body's feeling good, so um, I'm just going to keep going till you know, as long as I'm enjoying it. And uh, obviously, we were getting so close last year, 
you know, adds all the extra motivation again. Um, but it's such a good group and a good team ethos here, and everyone's enjoying their rugby. It's, uh, it's a tough team to, to leave it on, was it? Yes, uh, yeah. You know, you want to keep going uh, as long as you can. And, uh, you look as so though you can cope with whatever's thrown at you at the moment. There seems to be that degree of confidence. If there's a problem, give it to Dan Baker, off he goes get the ball, recycle, experience in your head, some speed out wide. I mean, they're a good combination, sir. Yeah, really good. Yeah, we've got a good mix of um, experienced players, some you know, good grunt and good uh, set piece. And then we've got some exciting uh, young players and some lot of uh, exciting, you know, quick and intelligent backs as well. You know, so at the moment, we complement each other, but, uh, you know, we don't want to get ahead of each other yeah. and uh, ahead of ourselves and I think we're um, more than we are. We just take game by game and uh, hopefully come the end of the season we're, in the mix and uh, hopefully challenging for Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see now that there's some big games coming up. You've got Cardiff to come up, and I guess those will be the ones, the top half of the league, determining what's going to go on in the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got some tough games ahead now. Is, uh, I know Newport at the bottom at the minute, but you know we know the party there. Yes. They're going to get things together and pick some wins up, and you know we know they're going to be challenging towards the end there. And then uh, Everville are going well. We've got them coming up, RGC, and then, like I said, Cardiff is going to be a, you know, a massive game for us. And, but you know, at the moment we're full of confidence and um, you know, we're happy to take anyone on and working hard and take game by game, we're not going to look too no. far ahead. Tell me about Bermuda. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a trip. Yeah, it, was, it was a brilliant, uh, brilliant week. It was uh, some great bunch of boys. Could have won it as well. Yes. We were close. You know, we had two close losses and we should have probably won both, which would have uh, made it But I think it was uh, as hard on the pitch as it was off the pitch. Oh, so, yeah, uh, you've got to be on your metal, haven't you? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was physical. It was surprising, but uh, not surprising. But, Who was uh, out there? France, Argentina, Argentina had 240 odd uh, caps, you know, previously you know, full yeah. caps, so I did some experienced players and stuff. But uh, no, it was just an enjoyable experience, good bunch of boys and playing in the sun and uh, recovering in these uh, white sand beaches, it was uh, not a bad place to be. It's a tough game. It's a, it's a tough yeah, game. World Rugby Classic in Bermuda being talked about at the end there, always quite an occasion. France narrowly beat Thomas's Lions side and went on to beat Argentina by a point in the final. So that's it for this week. Keep listening out for extra coverage from New Zealand. It's Wales women against the Black Ferns this weekend, Wales against the All Blacks next weekend. Until then, goodbye.